Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Make from KCBS Foodie Chat. Alba Ray is on Mission Street, San Francisco. Chef Adam Rosenblum. Good to see you, mate. How are you? Good. Great to see you. Uh, I'm good because I have one of my favorite drinks in my hand. What are we drinking? We are drinking Sazerac's, my favorite cocktail in the world. And it's, and it's just about 4 o'clock. Is it that late? I thought, I thought we got a better jump on the day. Cheers, chef. Salut. Cheers. Or as they say in New Orleans, what do they say in New Orleans? I, I'm horrible at French. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, how do you say down the hatch in French? Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to try it. Nope. Here we go. Mm. Folks, Alba Reyes, to come here is to take an instant vacation, a foodie vacation to New Orleans. You walk in here, the smells, the sights, the vibe. Uh, the name, firstly, Chef Adam, Alba Reyes. What's behind the name? Alba Rays is a, a nod to family. Uh, Alba is my oldest daughter's first name, and Ray is my business partner Alvin's son's middle name. But when I heard there was a restaurant called Alba Rays, I walked in here, and I'm looking for my Cajun auntie. Is she going to feed me? Is she going to stuff me? Is she going to give me some good cocktails? Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, so, she is. But she sounds, the name itself does sound like your big... Warm-hearted, always cooking, Cajun auntie. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's and that that kind of dualism is is kind of what speaks to us. We we're about family, but we're about hospitality, and it it just all it just has a nice warm name to it. Yeah. We're going to come back to the food, the menu in just a moment. Uh, your journey did not begin in New Orleans. You grew up grew up in Maryland. Yeah. Um, was there until I was eighteen, and then went up to school at the CIA in New York. Um, at home, growing up, who was cooking in the family? What was coming out of the kitchen? My mom was cooking. Def- I mean, my, my dad will get upset. He, he grilled steaks. Uh, well, come on, let's give dad some props. Da- dad grilled flank steaks um, maybe every other week, maybe once a week. It's hard to remember. Sure. But it was, it was mostly mom. Everyone has one dish that mama makes. Even when you're an adult and mama makes it, it'll bring tears to your eyes. What's that dish for you? My my mom still makes the best chocolate chip cookies ever, and it's it, every one of my chef friends says the exact same thing. They wait for her to come to town to bring a suitcase. Literally, she brings a suitcase full of baked goods every time she visits. Sorry, when's your mom next right going? Now? To t- right she's now, she's here. She's here. She just got here for my daughter's birthday. You know, I walked in here. I thought I could smell some cookies. <laughs> uh, what ignited that fire in your belly when you first started cooking, Adam? What was that moment? What was the light bulb moment? This is, my, this is it for me. This is what I want to do. This is my passion. This is my love. Um, you know, I think, I think it was a, a lot of things. I think growing up in a, in a home that was so centered around food. We, yeah. we ate dinner together um, almost every night. We sat down at the dining room table. It was food. Food has memories for me. Sure. Um, and I, I remember the first time I cooked for, for my grandparents, and I did, I did a plated dinner for 
the the men got one entire four course meal the women got another four course meal and i think i served everyone at like 10 o'clock and my grandma was just like what do you it's past our bedtime <laughs> 10 o'clock too she, late for us she still will not let me forget that time but it's i mean just the the response that i got from my family just made me think you know maybe maybe this is something for me so you realize that a way to grandma's heart is perhaps through food i i feel like that's a way to everybody's heart so, yeah. isn't it right <laughs> Uh, your journey did take you to New Orleans, and you were there for probably the toughest time that city has ever seen, Katrina. Uh, tell me about going there firstly. What drew you to New Orleans, uh, and what was that city that you discovered when you first went there? I mean, the, it, it, was, it was a job opportunity. It was just the, well, several opportunities that, that brought me down there. Um, but it was just... The, the culture, the, the ambiance of the city, not just, not just one place versus another, just the, the place in, it, in itself is just so unique. There's, there's nothing like it. You know, uh, I remember asking a guy in New Orleans, I said, what's it like? Uh, um, we're talking about just America and uh, in general. And I said, you know, and he came from France. I said, well, you know, w- what's it like living uh, in America as a Frenchman? He goes, I don't know. I don't live in America. I live in New Orleans. It's it it is its own world. It really is. And I mean, I was there, I was there young in life, and it's it is hard to live there as a young person. Yes. Um, the the city, <laughs> the city it can it can fight back sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, it'll pull it'll pull you in, and it will pull you under. Yes. Uh, but I mean, just the the food, the drink, the music, the culture, everything about it is just. It, just, it sucked me in so quickly. You know, uh, on all my journeys to New Orleans, uh, from what I recall and the memories that I have, uh, there are always those nights when the unexpected happens. You have a plan, and then that city will just take you, take you on a bit of a joyride. Those are days that end in Y there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much daily. Uh, and you, you wake up in a room that you do not know. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps with shoes that are not yours. These these things are all possible there. We don't talk about those things. Uh, I feel like I feel like New Orleans is kind of where Las Vegas got all of its rules from. Sure, I think so. True. Uh, everyone has favorite spots in New Orleans. Uh, when you go, what are the first first places that you want to hit up? Um, you know, I I worked at Herb Saint, and it it made such. Uh, a mark on me and it's i i go there every single time uh we i took my wife there because she had never been um and so when we when we decided to open the restaurant i I took her and and alba to to new orleans um and we got off the plane dropped our stuff off and went to herb and we were i think we we barely made them closing by like five minutes we were definitely that guy who called and said hey i'm running late uh, and, I, I, and I've, bringing, nev- I've never done that. <laughs> and I'm bringing a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but no, it's, to me, that's, it, it just, it invokes so many memories and yes. they're all positive. Sure. It, I, I tell people all the time that if, if it weren't for, for Katrina, I'd probably still be in New Orleans. Sure. Um, that was a tough time. Tell me about those 24 hours. Uh, I mean... You know, it's it's weird because the the twenty four hours of the event itself were nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was obviously a, a bad storm. Yeah. Um, 
but you know where where I was, I was downtown, and it kind of you know there was a crazy storm throughout the night, and then it got real quiet. Everyone kind of spilled out into the streets to see what had happened. I walked up to Herb Saint to see if there was any damage or what was going on, um, and then kind of the repercussions started happening. That you could you could see the water coming down uh, Canal Street. Yeah. Um, and so we were. I was at the, I was at the Marriott, and I went to the top floor and could look throughout the entire city, yeah. and you can see the water just coming. Yeah. Um, it was, it was an experience. It was, it was. Um, and there's there's people that that I knew that stayed there and had far worse experience than I did. Um, and but it's it's a city that bounces back and they've obviously done that since then yeah it's pretty amazing uh you talk about the spirit of those people uh they they have it they have that spirit oh yeah that gumption to move on carry on and get on with it and that city couldn't be more lively today yeah it's it's weird when when we again when i when i was down with my wife we we were walking the streets and i was taking her to a couple spots and kind of just being out and you walk by the people that that work at the hotels and they they stand out in front and they greet all the guests that are there but they greet everybody sure. every single person that walks by they're kind of just talking to and having jokes with and just you know i i told i told alvin that if we could just grab those people yeah. and just bring them here i want them all working in our restaurant sure. just because you can't you can't teach that sincerity and that culture and that feel and they are genuine of heart Absolutely, one hundred. When they say good morning, how are you? They mean it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And it's it's a it's a characteristic that you you can't you can't teach people. Yeah. Uh, you would come west to San Francisco, uh, one of your early gigs here, uh, a great place to learn how to make great pasta, flour and water. Yes, um, yes. There was so one of one of my one of my best friends was was actually. Uh, classmates with with Thomas McNaughton, yeah. so uh, I feel like that's what maybe got me in the door. Yeah. And um, but you know, two of my other best friends lived here. Um, one of them you know well, Omri. Yeah. Uh, he's he helped open Flower and Water. That's so right. so yeah. him and him and Thomas uh, are very close, very good friends. So yeah. it was it was it was great. I came out of here. I staged at a couple of places and felt that Flower and Water would be the best fit for me. Sure. Um, Coming here, San Francisco, as a food town, a food city, what were your expectations and what did you discover uh, when you got here? Because we are talking 2000... What year is it now? 2017. Had to have been been 2013. Yeah. Um, You know, I was was expecting just opportunity. I didn't didn't really know what that meant, but I, I I knew where I was and I knew kind of how I saw my path going sure. and I wanted I wanted the the support of chefs I wanted to be in a, in a community of chefs to where they they weren't trying to outdo one another yeah. but they were trying to support each other and they were they were there for each other and that's that's not in a lot of food towns you know and people talk about community and uh, I know this firsthand whenever the community needs to come together to support things it's always the chefs first in line what can I do where do I need to be? What can I cook? Uh, there is a community, and it's a strong one. You're a band of brothers and sisters. Uh, you're all here to succeed. 
Yeah, I mean, when when you put in as as many hours and you try as hard as and you try, job opening, <laughs> and you try as hard as we do for things, we we all see that in each other. Yeah. And whenever we see someone either low staffed or just struggling, we should be the first ones to say, "Hey, what do you need?" Yeah. I know I haven't had a day off in however long, but I don't care. What yeah. what do you need from me? Um, your journey with this restaurant group. Uh, we first really met Coswell's, um, three restaurants now, uh, part of this family. This concept, this idea, Alba Ray's, uh, how did it come about? Well, when, when we opened Coswell's, uh, Alvin, for some strange reason, I don't think it has anything to do with the spirits, um, Alvin has always had this, this love for New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, even before he met me, he had done a, a crawfish pop-up. Sure. Um, and then when when we were you know well into Coswell's, probably a year into Coswell's or so, and we were talking about, okay, well, what do we do next? Yeah. It's either burgers, which Coswell's has become well-known for, yeah. or Cajun. Yeah. Um, and I said burgers first. Not sure why. Um, <laughs> and so then Popsins was born. And then we got that under our, under our belt, and we're like, okay, well, it's this space became available, yeah. and we're like, you know, it's it's time. We, I think I think we should do the the Cajun Creole concept. Yeah, uh, a concept that has been done a little bit. David Kinch, his spot uh, down south. Uh, up until recently, we had Boxing Room, mm-hmm. uh, but here in the city, uh, it is a cuisine that has been uh, not that well served. I don't know why. And when, whenever you're talking about restaurants, you know, and, and opening restaurants, you're you're always thinking, well, okay, it's not done here a lot. Well, why not? Yeah. Is there just yeah. not the market for it? Do people not want it, yeah. or is it just for some reason not here? Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that people want it, well, <laughs> and then so it just wasn't listen, here. <laughs> listen, so far so good. Uh, we're going to attack this dish that you just put together yourself in the kitchen. I watched. Uh, I have to mention though, just recently. Uh, you were at Outside Lands, uh, serving up how much jambalaya? Uh, well, we went through 500 pounds of rice over the weekend. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see that shopping list. <laughs> it, was, it was quite the shopping list. Um, it, we, we had our, our meat jambalaya, which I prepared for you today, our vegetable jambalaya, our gumbo, and also a uh, braised beef po'boy. So we, we, had a, we had a pretty pretty nice menu for the event. Yeah. Uh, all right, here it is, your jambalaya. Uh, what's at the heart and what are the tenets of this dish? So at the, at the heart of most true Cajun dishes, you are going to have a lot of rice. Uh, so, so jambalaya obviously is a, a rice-based dish. Um, and, you know, I go pretty traditional with mine. Uh, the, the flavors, the, 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 the textures, those are all pretty traditional. Um, at the restaurant, though, we do take a slight spin on it. We do serve it tableside in a in a cast iron pan. See, I, I, I love that. I, I love the presentation. I mean, it's 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 real. Uh, it's straight from the pan to plate. It you know, it's it's not meant to be fancy. We're not trying to dress it up, but we we crisp the bottom. And if you were to take that and kind of slide it onto a plate, you'd, yeah. you'd lose a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and so the best way is just give you the pan. 
Uh, <laughs> give me the pen. <laughs> and I love a crisp. I love a crispy bottom. You yeah. have that here. There's also listen your own little touch, a little whisper of California on top, right? We do. We we have a, a scallion puree, some some very thinly shaved crispy onions, and some heirloom cherry tomatoes as well. Well, folks at home, Chef Adam very kindly shared the recipe with us. It would be naughty for us to not have uh, a little bite together. Wash down with a, uh, a sazerac. Chef, grab your fork. The jambalaya. Here we go. Mmm. Oh, my word. That, in one little bite, is indeed a taste of New Orleans heaven right there. That's what we try for. Try to, try to take you to a place. Well, listen, just took a mini vacation. Uh, <laughs> folks, do yourself a favor. Uh, come to Alba Ray's. Take a trip to New Orleans. Uh, enjoy it for dinner. An intimate dinner for two. One of the booths. If you love the convivial experience, one of the big tables, come with the whole group. Uh, I mean, there's an opportunity also to just sit at the bar, watch the bar theater unfold before you. Um, a little bit of everything for everyone here, right? Absolutely. And weekend brunch. And weekend brunch. Come for brunch. Chef Adam, always a treat to hang out with you, my friend. Uh, bringing something new and really super tasty uh, to the mission. Alvarez, Mission Street and 19th in San Francisco. Great food. Cooked with heart and soul. Chef Adam at the helm. Great cocktails to boot. Here we go. Mm. Wow. More on Chef Adam's story and the recipe at cbssf.com and click on Foodie Chap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.